St. Leo 360, a 360 degree overview of the St. Leo University community. Hi there and welcome to another episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. This is your host, Greg Lindbergh. On this episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast, we are speaking about the Doctor of Business Administration program here at St. Leo University. And uh, to help us do that, we have a great guest uh, with us here. His name is Dr. Dale Mancini. And Dr. Mancini is the director of the DBA program here at St. Leo. Dr. Mancini, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Greg. Um, thank you for inviting me on. Looking forward to uh, to our discussion today. Definitely. We certainly have plenty to, to talk about. And uh, I did want to mention this is one of three doctoral degrees uh, that St. Leo University currently offers. Uh, so we have this DBA program along with the Doctor of Education and the Doctor of Criminal Justice. All right, so as far as the DBA, uh, first off, Dr. Mancini, let's just start off with a brief bio about yourself. Just uh, explain to the listeners, you know, kind of introduce yourself and your background and how you came to St. Leo. Sure, thank you. Um, <clears throat> so, Greg, it was uh, kind of an interesting path um, uh, as to how I got here. Uh, I started out my career, actually, uh, with General Motors in um, Detroit, Michigan, I worked at GM for 30 years, and um, while I was at GM, I, I took advantage of their tuition uh, assistance program and decided uh, that I wanted to get an education, especially if uh, they were willing to pay for it. So yeah. I did that. I, I uh, My bachelor's degree, went on to get my master's degree, and then finished up with my doctorate. All that while I was working full-time at, at GM. Um, so I stayed pretty busy, and um, right. after uh, I received my doctorate, I uh, I started teaching part time at uh, some some little local universities around the Detroit area. And uh, back then, um, online was really kind of just getting going; um, wasn't really as popular as it is today. Uh, but I did manage to start teaching online for university and uh, kind of segued into uh, transitioning out of GM. I, when I hit my, my 30 year mark at GM, I was uh, in a position that I could take my, my full retirement from GM, but at the time being 52 years old, I still had uh, to do what I, and I still had to do something and, and really teaching I, I discovered was really you know, my, my passion, my calling. Um, I feel really fortunate that, you know, a lot of people I think go through life and they really don't know what they should be doing, or they don't really think about what is my, what is my passion? What is my, and I've been fortunate enough to discover that what I'm doing today is really my passion and it's really what I want to do. So it, I did this for several years, uh, working full-time for another university and um, that university uh, eventually in 2018, um, they, they closed their doors, they went bankrupt. And um, so I found myself 
out of a job. Um, hmm. it, the power of networking, I have to tell you. Uh, <laughs> so I got a call from one of my former students. Uh, it was his, actually his dissertation chair. And he said, hey, I have, <clears throat> I have some information on a university down in Florida, St. Leo University. They're looking for a DBA director. And Dr. Mancini, this, this job has your name all over it. So um, I went to the, uh, to the website, I looked at the job and I was like, wow, this is, this is exactly what I've been hardwired to do. So I applied, you know, got the, went through the process. One thing led to another, got the job and here I am. I, uh, I transitioned, I moved from my home in, in Detroit uh, down here to uh, Florida. So uh, I, uh, I'm getting to, for the first time in my life, go outside in January without a jacket on, and it's it's. it's <laughs> oh yeah, can't beat that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Wow, definitely an interesting background, and it is funny how life, you know, has twists and twists and turns, and you never know where you might uh, end up, right? Well, yeah, Greg, and and you know, it's funny because <clears throat> it's really an example of, you know, people sometimes don't really think about networking and and how powerful networking can be uh, sometimes. And, you know, I'm here because I was networking and somebody thought of me. And, and uh, you know, that's why, you know, it's that's what led me here. Right. Very interesting. In terms of the DBA program, uh, talk to me about, you know, the history of the program and, and kind of the reasons that St. Leo University decided to offer such a doctoral uh, terminal degree program. Sure. So the, the, the program actually just celebrated its seven-year mark, um, started in 2013, again, well before, before my time, and we just hit the first, we hit the seven-year mark, which is Seven years is the significance of that being that um, seven years is really about the limit a student has from beginning to end to complete the program. So our cohort, we're up to cohort 20 now, cohort one is officially, we can officially close the books on cohort one. They're, they're, they're done. Um, so the pro, it's been around for seven years. Um, the the founding founding fathers, so to speak, I really don't know um, what the vision was in terms of what do they expect this to be. So I I, I don't want to really talk about um, what that vision was back then because I I I I might be you know misspeaking about that. So I'd really like to focus on what my vision is since I took over a year and a half ago. Um, and that is to uh, make the DBA, the, the DBA uh, degree is really a, we, we th like to think of it as a scholar practitioner. So in other words, you're, as a student, you're going to get the, the, the scholarly um, piece of, of this. You're going to do the research. You're going to write, again, uh, read, write, research, write, read, research. And it's, it's that circle of, of, you know, think about a circle, you know, you read something, you research it, you write about it, and you read some more. That's a scholarly kind of way to, to approach this. But in addition to that, Greg, 
we're looking at uh, the practitioner piece of this. How can you take your degree and use it in the in the in the work in the work world? How do you, how do you do that? Sure. So, you know, so what I want to do is kind of you know I talk to students all the time, and we'll discuss. Um, somebody will critique a, a journal article, and they'll write about it, and they'll say, you know, the author said X, Y, and Z, and the author said this, and the author said that. Well, my response to that, to, to the student is, okay, so tell me how this relates to you. How do you use what you've just read in, 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 a, um, in a real world application? So I, I, my objective is to always bring in the practitioner piece in everything we do in this program. Gotcha. Let's uh, dive into the admission requirements uh, for this DBA program and, you know, what must one have in order to, to be admitted and, and to be able to enroll in this program? Sure. So, you know, they have to have a master's degree, number one, um, preferably an MBA, but we do take uh, students outside of, outside of business, uh, we look, we're looking for students that have a uh, graduate GPA of nothing lower than a 3.25 GPA. Uh, our application process includes a writing sample where students will kind of write about, you know, why they want to, why they think it's important, why they want a DBA, um, what they, what do they plan to do, what is their their long-term vision, you know, why are they doing this. I'm not so much interested in, well, I am interested in, in this, but I, what we're really looking at when we read those writing samples is we're evaluating, can the student write? Because this, this degree really has a pretty heavy writing element to it. So you have to be able to write. Uh, you have to be able to you know, put a coherent sentence together. So when I get the application package, I, I, I look at their transcripts. I look at their writing sample and um, and also their resume, and they also have to have two letters of recommendation. Hmm. And so I, I get that entire package and I review that package. And then the final step in this process is um, setting up a, a phone interview with a potential student. And I personally interview every single student coming into this program um, that is a process that I, before I got here, they uh, they did it as a committee. You know, three people were involved. One would read the application. Another one would talk to the student. And I just, one of the things I, I learned probably in my 30 years at General Motors when it comes to the process, you know, if, if, if everybody owns it, nobody owns it. Right. So... I, I've taken ownership of this process. So I interview, I personally interview every student coming into this program. And the things I'm looking for are, what do you, it's really important to me what a student wants to do with, with why are you doing this? Why are you, why are you going after this degree? Uh, if a student says to me, well, I don't know. It's because it's something I always wanted to do. I'm a little hesitant uh, about accepting them into this program, as opposed to somebody saying, 
I want to take this degree. I want to see how the how the theories and applications, how I can make those connections, how I can use this degree in my in in my profession, how I can use this in my job. Now you have my attention. Now I'm really listening to you, and and I uh, I look at that again because I tie everything back into uh, this is a a a scholar practitioner degree. Students will ask me, why should I get a DBA instead of a PhD? And the you know the difference really is. I tell students, you know, what do you want to, my, my first question back to them is, what do you want to do? Do you want to be a researcher? Do you want to sit in a, in a university setting and research, do research and, and publish and really basically that as, as your career? Then go get a PhD. If you want a terminal degree, which is a, a you know, a terminal degree is a doctoral degree. If you want to if you want to take your degree and apply it in a real world application in a business setting, then maybe you need to think about a DBA, a doctor of business administration. So I, I, I try to help students, you know, I, I, I don't want students coming into this program um, thinking that, you know, it's a PhD because it students sometimes get confused with that. So I, I try to lay out that scenario for them to help them understand ultimately I put it back on the student. What do you really want to do with this degree? Sure. And I think that really speaks to St. Leo University in general. It's, you know, we're such a practitioner focused mm -hmm. institution. And I feel like that that's a huge selling point and really makes us unique in those, those, you know, really specifically practitioner based uh, programs. Yes. Yes. And, and that is, you know, that's, I, I agree, Greg, and it's where I think we need to, to stand out and, and say, look, you're going to have, the, 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 this is a rigorous program. You're going to have to write a dissertation. You're going to have to research. You're going to have to do all these courses, coursework. But we're also tying it back into how can I, you know, keyword is practitioner. How can I take this degree and get a better job, make more money, you know, do what I want to do in, in, in life. How do, how do we do that? How do we help? So it's really falls back on, on me to help students make those connections. Take this, take this uh, theoretical framework that you're reading and tell me how, how, you, uh, how do you tie that back into a practical application? And nothing excites me more when I when a student says to me, you know, Dr. Mancini, the, the, the lecture we had last week about uh, about conflict resolution. I, I had a conflict at work the other day and I used I we I, I did what we talked about and and it worked. And, and it's like, OK, now I know this is when I can say I'm doing my job. This is really what it what it boils down to, Greg, is taking these ideas these concepts and, and tying, tying them back in to real world application. Exactly. That's, that's gotta be so rewarding, you know, when you do get that feedback and, you know, once again, just the, the practitioner, you know, the practical experience of this curriculum versus something that's theoretical and, 
a lot more reading based and, and whatnot. And that's, that's great to hear. I know you've spoken a little bit already about the, the types of students, but let's dive a little deeper into that. Talk to me about the demographics of the students that enter this program and just some of their backgrounds. And I would imagine it's, it's quite a variety that we get. Greg, it's, 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 that's a great question. It is, it is a, 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 we have a, a variety of students. Um, and my goal is to take, take that, take what we have now and make it even more diverse, getting more, more different backgrounds. We have people in industry, we have people in, in finance, banking, we have students in um, marketing, we have students in the medical field. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we, you know, students that are, you know, they work in medical administration and they want to tie, they, you know, everything that people do, we can, we can make that connection back into business. I have people in nonprofit, people in, in religious sectors, you know, and it's all about, you know, whether you are running a church or you're running a, a multi-million dollar corporation, you're still, you still need to have a business sense. You still need to understand business. So we try to make those connections with our students. I get a lot of, um, so the, the average student is basically a working adult. Um, you know, if I had to paint a picture of a, of a, of a typical DBA student, it would be somebody, you know, 30 to 50, uh, married children working full time, trying to advance in their career. Sure. Um, so, you, one of the things we get a lot of, uh, which kind of says a lot about St. Leo as an institution, I have a lot of students in the DBA program who who get their MBA from St. Leo. So they they come out of St. Leo University with a master's and business administration, and they roll right into the doctoral program here. They stay with us. We have a, we have a really high percentage of our students are, are St. Leo grads. So that really tells me something about the institution as a whole, that we're able to, that, that students go through their MBA with us, and they, they are so impressed, so satisfied with that they stay with us and and they continue on to get their doctorate. Absolutely. That's that's great to hear. In terms of where this program is offered, talk to me about the delivery format. Uh, I understand it is primarily online, but there are sure. some uh, you know as, as far as face-to-face sure. outside of a pandemic uh face-to-face components as well. Yeah, so you know the the covid has you know definitely had an impact uh, on everybody, but um, not as much on on us because we are 100% online. Uh, Well, I say that um, 100% online, but the new cohorts coming in since uh, the fall, we are now, we we changed up the program a little bit to put a, a, a doctoral residency back into the program. They used to have it in and they took it out um, and I'm not really sure why they took it out, but when I took over, um, I, I one of the first things I did was put the residency element back into it. 
uh, I believe residency is a, a doctoral residency is really important, um, especially in an online setting, because, you know, 90, 99% of the time you don't get the face to face with anybody. You're, you're, you know, your professors, everybody's online. So that residency element gives students an opportunity to, for four days, it's a four day residency. We go from Monday to Thursday. Yep. And it gives students an opportunity to come to the campus, get that get that campus uh, feeling, being on campus, being a part of something, meet with professors, talk to professors, talk about, you know, doctoral, talk about dissertation ideas. You know, we have a we have a plan, of course, for four days, we keep them pretty busy. Right. And then um, immediately following that Thursday, Friday and Saturday, we offer a colloquium, which again is is a chance for students to come to campus. Um, the colloquium is is optional. We we encourage all students to come to them, but you certainly don't have to. Um, and we set up different throughout the day. We have several different workshops going on. Some of the faculty are, will will present on different different ideas, different topics. So that's kind of the, the the layout of what we do. Now, again, with COVID, our residency, our last residency and our last colloquium were virtual. We have another one coming up in March that's probably going to be virtual as well. But eventually, we'll get back to um, meeting on campus and, and doing these uh, residencies on campus. I see. Very interesting. One of the uh, one of the I tell students all the time, especially new ones coming in, because this only the, the residency is new, so it only impacts the later cohorts coming sure. in. Earlier cohorts, and you know, I'm not going to force them to come to our residency when they didn't sign up for that. So they've been those cohorts are more or less grandfathered in, um, but the new cohorts. And I can tell you again from my experience in, in working and running residency programs with other universities, the number one complaint I get from students about, about residency, number one complaint, they complain to me that we don't do enough of them. They want more. Hmm. Um, and it's interesting. And it's, and it's because again, it's, it's, it's an online program. So, you know, these students are pretty much, you know, for, for the majority of the time, they're, they're really out there on their own. Well, they got their cohorts supporting them, but they don't get that face-to-face -face interaction with, with myself, with Donna Shea, who is our, our coordinator, uh, or some of the faculty. They, they don't get that. So they enjoy having, they enjoy sitting in a classroom. They enjoy uh, hearing a, a, a real-time lecture from a professor. So one of the things I did, which kind of made me think about this even more with COVID, I now um, have faculty teaching in the program do a weekly live Zoom session. Oh, so nice. yeah, uh, every single faculty teaching in the DBA program is required to have a live session, one hour every week, and um, they they choose the time, they choose the day, and for that one hour they cover what, what the the content, the material, 
that's being talked about in that week. So that has really been very well received by the students. They, I, you know, I, I, I had, I had my first one for my course um, last Tuesday. I have another one tonight, and I think of the twelve of the thirteen students showed up for it. Um, so it's 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 been really well received, and I'm going to continue to do that. Just just to add a little touch of, you know, putting some personal uh, uh, footprint on on their on their uh, on their experiences. I want them to see faculty. I want them to have those real time interview or um, real time um, interactions with faculty. I think that's really really important. No question. Well said. And I would imagine in addition to the, you know, the connections the students get to make with the faculty in person, even just the student to student uh, connections and friendships and everything, you know, has also got to be quite important and, and impactful as well. It, it is, Greg, and, and nothing makes me happier when um, when a student is doing their final dissertation defense and they're, you know, we do them on, through Zoom, uh, and their cohort, their fellow uh, students show up and support them. Uh, sure. That it's really, it's really awesome. I love when I when when that happens. Absolutely. Let's uh, talk a little more about the actual curriculum. And I know with the doctoral program, you know, it's not quite as uh, structured. Maybe isn't the right word, but. You know, you think of a bachelor's program as four years, traditionally a master's two years, potentially one year in some cases. Uh, with this DBA program, talk to me about, you know, roughly how long this program takes students and and also just the credit requirements for it. So it's 59 credits, um, including the, the dissertation. And um, it, generally speaking, if you do everything on schedule, it will take you about three years to finish it. Um, now, having said that, um, some students might go a little bit longer. Some students might go a little less because the very last thing students do in this program, they take all their coursework and then they, um, they take the, uh, they write the dissertation. And, you know, students will ask me, especially when they're starting dissertation, how long um, how long is this going to take me? And my answer to them is, is it'll take as long as you want it to take. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of students get very aggressive with uh, getting the getting the the, 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 the the dissertation courses set up uh, in four uh, in four courses. They're one eight week course and three 16 week courses where, if they do everything they're supposed to do, by the time they get to that final course, they'll be done. Um, but sometimes that doesn't always happen, and, and you know, it's there's a multiple multitude of reasons why. Um, but sometimes it doesn't happen, and then we can put them in an extension course uh, for them to finish the dissertation. And then there's other students who don't make it to, you know, they only make it through three courses because they 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 it's so it's it's really self-paced. So they get, they're able to finish it quicker because they, they make that decision to do that. 
So mm-hmm. it's really kind of, you know, the average student, the average student will be out of here in three years. I see. And I'm sure that is, you know, in a way having a little more flexibility, a little more leeway, if you want to call it. And like you said, the self-paced type approach to an extent, mm-hmm. you know, can yeah. be appealing to students who, who have the full-time jobs, obviously, who have children, who have so many other obligations and maybe would feel a little pressured to be able to finish within the three years. Sure. Um, so that's, I'm sure that that does help, you know, in, in many ways. All right. So as far as specific courses in the program, what, uh, what are some specific courses, you know, students can expect when they enroll? Sure. So, um, two of the courses we teach, um, uh, one is, um, a course in SPSS, which is a uh, statistics package that students w- will need to understand SPSS if they're doing a quantitative study and, and they need to, you know, do the statistical piece of it. We also have a quantitative course that helps with that as well. Um, but a couple of the courses that stick out in my mind are the first, uh, ironically, the first course and the last course. Um, DPA 701, which just started last week uh, with uh, 20, 25 students, 26 students, uh, really kind of DBA 701 really kind of lays the groundwork for for this program. We, we bring our students in and we um, start introducing them to the idea of research. Uh, we they, they have they complete a, a a small literature review by the time they're done with the course they do an annotated bibliography and we have some discussion threads where we're asking them different things about dissertation topic ideas um, but again this is course number one so we don't expect them to come out of this being you know scholars and, and being able to write a dissertation right. but my my intent with this is to I'd rather them start because the dissertation is a very big piece of this program. I mean, you you have to write a dissertation to graduate. So it's it's a it's a huge piece of this program. So I don't want them. I, I what I try to do is from day one, get them thinking about it, get them thinking about what is my what is the topic? What am I really interested in researching? Um, and get them thinking about that. Now, there's students that that come from, you know, all walks of life. And, you know, some students will say, well, you know, it would really be nice if you had a, a an accounting major, or it'd really be nice if you had a marketing major, or it would really be nice if you had uh, project management, or this, or this, or this, or this. There, it, it would be impossible to offer, you know, all these different uh, fields of all, all these different fields. We we just couldn't possibly do it. So what I tell students is, what is it you're really passionate about? Marketing? Is marketing something you really want to do? Then focus your research, focus your dissertation on marketing. Focus your dissertation on project management, focus your dissertation on economics, finance, accounting, whatever it is you feel you want to 
you want to become an expert in because really, Greg, think about this. You, 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 you're going to spend a year, year and a half. You're going to be researching. You're going to be writing. You're going to be collecting data. Uh, you're going to collect real data, primary actual data. Then you're going to take that data and you're going to analyze it and you're going to be able to answer your research question. So by the time you do all that, you walk out of here, oh, and then you have to defend the final dissertation. You have to go in front of your dissertation committee and you have to explain to them, you have to answer questions. You have to, you know, you do a literature review to learn what the other experts in the field are saying about your topic. So when you've done all that work and you're completely done, guess what? You are now an expert. So I tell students, what do you want to be an expert in? Think about what you want to, what, what you would like to consider yourself as an expert in. And that's where you focus your research. That's where you focus uh, the dissertation work. That's where you become the, the expert in the field. In terms of the faculty who teach in this program, uh, let's talk about uh, just their backgrounds and, and kind of you know, what uh, what they bring to the table and just, you know, the, the availability of faculty. I know in general, St. Leo, you know, we really pride ourselves on our faculty being so available to students if they need any kind of support, you know, in class, outside of class, whatever the case may be. Yes. Um, so the faculty that I use to teach in, in the, 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 the DBA program uh, I use a, a combination of St. Leo faculty and some adjunct faculty that I bring in for certain certain courses. What I what I always strive for is getting faculty who are uh, more or less credentialed in the area that they're teaching in. Um, uh, for example, our 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 quantitative professor is uh, has got a background in accounting. Um, He's a full-time faculty member that teaches in accounting and economics area. Um, so I get faculty, I, 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 use, I look at faculty, I look at their credentials and I try to match their credentials with, or their areas of expertise with the courses they teach. The culture um, that I work in, I really insist that the faculty who teach in the DBA program, um, I consider, you know, teaching at the doctoral level as as a really as an honor, and I expect the faculty teaching in this program to view this as as a privilege to be able to come and and teach students at such a high level is a privilege. So my expectation of faculty is to um, Provide that support for those students. Uh, help them. Don't you know? We're not just we're not just um, you know going in and grading papers and and you know posting uh, uh, something on a discussion board. But I'm asking faculty to give a little bit more of their expertise and share that. And and I have to tell you, the faculty I have working in the in the DBA right now are are. Um, are are the best. They're 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 they they share my vision. 
they they want to be there for the students. They want to see our students excel. And uh, so I'm very fortunate to have faculty that um, really want to um, uh, be a part of the vision that I have to make this this program the best DBA out there. Right. Very well said. As far as uh, the DBA program itself and just kind of how it, uh, you know, how it compares to others out there and just in general how common uh, the DBA is in higher education, let's uh, get into that a little bit. So, you know, Greg, um, one of the things about, again, a DBA degree is really um, designed for practitioners for working for people that don't want to, you know, they, they might teach because we do have a teaching practicum that students are, we, part of our, part of this curriculum, we, we have students uh, take two teaching practicum course, two teaching courses where they actually, we actually put the students into an MBA course and they serve as teaching assistants. So we give them that practical experience in teaching. A lot of our a lot of our students tell me all the time, you know, I, I work full time. I'm the vice president of a bank, um, and here's what I do for a living. But you know, I, I, there's a part of me that I would really like to teach part time. Um, so the teaching track that we have has been really, really received well by the students. Um, because a lot of them want to teach part-time, but they still do their career. They're still passionate about being a, a bank vice president or, or being a marketing executive or doing what they do, but they want that. They want that. It's kind of like myself when I was working at GM, I worked in product engineering and, um, I, you know, as much as I liked what I was doing, there was always that, I was always getting that little, you know, nudge you know you really want to teach you really want to teach you really want to teach i just at the time didn't realize that that ultimately was like i said earlier it was really my my passion right so you know we we encourage students you know i encourage students all the time no matter what you do with this degree no matter where you go no matter you know what you do in life um with it, you should always consider, uh, even if it's part time, even if it's a you know one or two classes a year, you should always consider teaching and giving back to others who are in this position. Absolutely, yeah. And I guess this that can kind of segue us into uh, the final question here on you know what. Uh, what someone could actually do with this DBA degree, how this can benefit them in their career. Um, certainly, you know, a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, someone may pursue for a specific career. Uh, but I would imagine with this one, you know, of course that is a possibility, but it's, it's probably more so for advancement, would you say within maybe a field yes. that someone's already in? Yes. Um, you know, part of, part of what we teach in the DBA program is management management, uh, leadership, how to, how to manage, how to lead. Um, and you know, Greg, uh, I remember a time years ago and I'm 
you know, I'm probably aging myself, but, um, it, you know, you get out of high school, like, you know, growing up in, in, in Detroit, you know, back, back in the day, everybody went to high, graduated from high school. And, and like myself, I graduated from high school and the following Monday, I was on the assembly line at, uh, at Chrysler. And because that's what that's what we did, because, you know, there were there were auto plants all around, you know, within a 10 mile radius, five or six different plants between GM, Ford and Chrysler. Um, so you walked out of high school, walked into a job on the assembly line, making really good money. And people didn't really give a whole lot of thought to college. And then things started to slowly turn where business, uh, you know, organizations, businesses were saying, well, you know, we really want you to have a bachelor's degree. So people started going to school and getting their bachelor's degrees. Um, now, today, I know for a fact, today, to get a job on an assembly line at GM, Ford, or Chrysler, uh, you have to have a minimum of a four-year degree. So now what's happening is, so people started going out and getting bachelor degrees. All of a sudden now the bar gets raised and now a lot of organizations are saying, well, we really want you to have an MBA or, or, or you know, a master's here of, of this or a master's of that. So people are, more people are getting into graduate programs. It's really now, it's, I, I believe it's starting to shift where there's going to come a day where you cannot advance unless you have a terminal degree, unless you have a doctorate. So I think there's a lot of, we have, we have some very smart students in this program. And I think a lot of these students who are working full time are, are they're, they're visionary enough to see the writing on the wall and they're, and they're really ahead of the curve. They want to get their their doctorate degree. They want to get into a position where they can advance in their in in their work profession and kind of be ahead of the curve a little bit. But I I honestly believe the day is coming, you know, five ten years down the road where you know you're to get the uh, uh, the job on the assembly line that required a bachelor's degree. You're not going to have to have an MBA. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's all about it's all about staying competitive and and keep and and marketing yourself as as a, you know a, a valuable asset to the organization. Right. And the DBA can help with that. Absolutely, yeah, and that is a great point about just how how things have changed over time and kind of the evolution of you know degree requirements and whatnot and. I think that's such a valid point that, you know, now it might be the master's degree that uh, organizations are looking for, but I think we are gradually getting there where if you really want to attain certain levels, you know, you're going to have to have that terminal degree. Yeah. And, you know, Greg, I, I, I just wanted to close by saying that I, I, um, I know speaking for myself and this is just, just me. I, um, I look at my life over the last 20 years um, in particular, um, and I know what getting a doctorate 
getting my doctorate, I know what this has done for me. This degree has opened a lot of doors for me. I've had so many wonderful opportunities. Uh, I've met a lot of people. I, I've done some really great things, uh, especially when I'm doing what I really enjoy doing. All of that because I made the effort to go. To, I recognized early on that hey, I really need to get a. I really need to get a, a doctorate. So I tell every one of the students, uh, stick with this, keep the fight, keep fighting the fight, don't give up. Um, and, and you know, I can speak from experience. I know how it's changed my life, and it will change your life as well. And that's kind of my message to every every single student in this program. No question. I appreciate your, you know, you're sharing your own personal experience. And I would imagine we have many students who've completed this program who can attest and say the same thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, again, we've been speaking with Dr. Dale Mancini, the director of the Doctor of Business Administration program here at St. Leo University. And uh, so, Dr. Mancini, just want to thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate your insight on this program and uh, certainly appreciate you joining us here on the St. Leo 360 podcast. Well, thank you, Greg. I, I appreciate the opportunity and, and um, I'd love to do it again sometime. Absolutely. All righty. Thanks so much. To hear more episodes of the St. Leo 360 podcast, visit stleo.edu forward slash podcast. To learn more about St. Leo's programs and services, call 877-622-2009 or visit stleo.edu.